Lecture topic: Prescription for barakat in sustenance. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salam ala ibadhi aladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. وما من دابة في الأرض إلا على الله رزقها ويعلم مستقرها ومستودعها كل في كتاب مبين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من لزم الاستخفار جعل الله له من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ورزقه من حيث لا يحتسب او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders allah taala has created insan with needs when a child is born the immediate needs of this child are food and clothing and shelter obviously the child in his own capacity is incapable of taking care of any of these needs but allah tabaraka wa taala who took care of this child while the child was still in the womb of the mother and allah taala provided all its needs in that very confined space and the nourishment that was required allah taala made that available and all the needs of the child were fulfilled so allah taala provides for the child after the child is born also before the child is even born in this world obviously after the child is born it's now a newborn baby so the child needs food it needs nourishment but the child is not able to eat any of the foods that people around it are eating what the parents are eating what his brothers and sisters are eating the child is unable to eat all that others around it are eating it with great relish really enjoying it but if they try to feed the child that that we enjoying this so much how can we deprive this child of it so somebody is bringing some kind of very delicious meat and trying to feed the child and somebody is enjoying a ice cream so they say the child must have some desserts as well they'll kill the child so the child is unable to eat any of this but even before the child arrives in dunya Allah Taala provides the risk of the child in the bosom of the mother that the child hasn't yet arrived and already the risk of the child is already present whereas prior to that before the child's inception and conception there was no presence of that milk in the bosom of the mother but before the child arrives in dunya Allah Taala creates this with his qudrat So in the womb of that mother also Allah alone was the provider nobody is able to provide anything for the child in that space all the technology of the world cannot do anything for the child in that space so Allah Taala makes this very very clear to insan that with all his good abilities whatever Allah Taala has allowed him to be able to do whatever intelligence Allah Taala has blessed him with which he sometimes forgets the giver he forgets where this came from and he starts regarding it as his own achievement but allah taala shows insan that with all your so called expertise and whatever else you think you can do and you have great abilities and whatever but you are totally helpless in so many things totally helpless let alone in reality even externally even just apparently to you are totally helpless so allah taala is manifesting his qudrat that that same allah who feeds that child who nourishes that child who provides for that child before it's born 
same Allah provides for the child after he is born. And the same Allah has taken the responsibility of the risk of the child. Whatever period of time the child has been given to live on earth, وَمَا مِن دَابَّتٍ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا وَيَعْلَمُ مُسْتَقَرَّهَا وَمُسْتَوْدَعَهَا Allah Ta'ala says, let alone insan, let alone human beings, there isn't any creature on earth. But that Allah Ta'ala alone is the provider for it. إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا It's a risk is up. Allah alone is the provider. وَيَعْلَمُ مُسْتَقَرَّهَا وَمُسْتَوْدَعَهَا Allah Ta'ala knows it's mustaqar and mustawda. It's so to say permanent residence and it's temporary residence. There's various tafsirs of this. But this is one explanation. One is a person now is stationed somewhere. That's his place, that's his residence, that's his address. And sometimes he's traveling, he's just staying somewhere for a day or two, for a short while. Now if somebody is looking for the person, they'll come to his permanent residence, they'll find him maybe. But if he's not there, they don't know where to find him. If there's a parcel for him, he comes to his house, but there's nobody there to answer the door. There's no response. So now the delivery man has no idea where to take this to. But Allah Ta'ala is fully aware. If this person is not here, where he is? There's no place on earth that he can be that Allah Ta'ala is not aware of. So it, not that Allah Ta'ala, na'uzu billah, may not know where he is at a certain given time, he may not be able to provide his risk for him there. Allah is all-knowing and all-powerful. And in the Quran Sharif, there are so many places where Allah Ta'ala highlights this. And who is the provider? أَمَّنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَأَنزَلَ لَكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءَ فَأَمْبَتْنَا بِهِ حَدَائِقَ ذَاتَ بَهْجَ Insan his realm, he looks up, he can see the sky. That's where he finishes off. He can't see beyond that. And he looks down, he can see the earth. That's where it stops. If he digs, how far he'll dig, he'll see the earth. So this is what he sees. And everything for him is dependent on what comes from the skies and what grows from the earth. Allah brought down the rains from the heavens. Now this is where the cycle starts for insan. If there's no rain, there's no nothing going to grow from the earth. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, who brought the rains? Allah provided the rain. And who then created those lush gardens? All the provisions and all those things that grew out of the land, the food that Allah Ta'ala provided, who provided it? Insan had no, insan at the most what he can do is, he can put the seed into the ground. Perhaps he'll tilt the ground a little bit, plow the land, and then he'll plant the seed. Beyond that, who's going to cause that seed to, the shoot to come out of that seed, and then for that to sprout out and then grow, that such a soft little shoot, if a person just presses it, forget, try to twist it, press it a little hard, it will crush. But that soft little shoot, it grows out of the hard sand. Who brings it out of the hard sand? Allah Ta'ala. And then it grows, and gradually the flowers come up, and then the fruit or the vegetables or whatever else grows out of it. Who's doing all this? The farmer can do it. That farmer every moment is nowadays wishing, I hope the rains come. He's planted the seed, I hope the rains come. When the rains came, I hope now nothing else just comes and wash. The rain mustn't come too much, it'll wash it away. Then now when he started growing and he started flowering, I hope the wind doesn't blow too hard. Because it'll blow the flowers off, then it won't, no fruit will come. At every moment he is just at edge. And if he has iman, then he'll be turning to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you alone are the doer. Allah, you are the one that brought the water down from the heavens. You are the one that brought this shoot out of the ground. And you are the one that brought the flowers out. And you protected that very, very, such a, that a person blows hard enough, it will fall. But that wind also is blowing and Allah is keeping that flower there. Allah, you alone are the doer. Whichever fruit is meant to grow, that flower will stay. 
So now all this is building the iman of this insan in this reality that Allah alone is a provider. This provision comes from nowhere else. Dunya is Darul Asbab. Allah Ta'ala has made it a place of means. So Allah Ta'ala has made this a place of means. So insan Allah Ta'ala has made him responsible to make an effort. But that is part of the test of dunya. But in this effort, whether that effort will bring something for him or not, that is in the control of Allah Ta'ala. The provider is Allah Ta'ala alone. Now, dunya is a place of test. Dunya is not jannat. And a person gets tested by Allah Ta'ala in many, many things. And Allah Ta'ala has spelled that out. One is that a person doesn't even know he's being tested. Becomes very difficult. But Allah Ta'ala didn't leave this to anybody's imagination that is it a test or will a test come? Allah Ta'ala spelt it out very, very clearly. Allah says we will most certainly test you. And then all the various ways in which tests come. Allah Ta'ala explains Sometimes a loss of life, sometimes a loss of wealth, sometimes a loss of crops. But then in all this Allah says, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ What is a sabirin? Sabirin one is that the person doesn't then become overwhelmed and start saying things and doing things that displease Allah Ta'ala. And sabirin, together with that, person remains steadfast. He doesn't start now becoming frantic and panicking, and trying to do things which are not even permissible to now acquire risk. Then he's failed the test. Now he is patient, and he realizes that this comes from Allah Ta'ala. Now in dunya, dunya is Darul Asbab, one is the Asbab and the means that Allah Ta'ala has even commanded us to adopt, that's the visible means. And we'll adopt it within the limits of Sharia. A person will go to work, somebody will turn to agriculture, so he will now plough the land, he will plant the seed, he will water the ground, and he'll make God for Allah Ta'ala. Only you can make it grow, nobody else. And somebody will do some business, somebody will do something else. So he'll make his effort. So whatever effort is required, that's all part of the apparent effort. Whatever skill somebody has acquired, some profession is acquired, he'll apply that. It's all part of the apparent means. But then there are means above the apparent means. And that is the real means. If a person adopted the apparent means and neglected this, then it might apparently sometimes bring something but whether that will come with good in it or not, that's another matter. One is what can be seen, that I earned so much. But the other is the barkat in it. What the quantity is, if that quantity comes, it doesn't necessarily mean it's good for one. Sometimes that quantity can be bad for one too. But if there's barkat in it, it will be very good for one. So now how to acquire the barkat in this means? What are those means that bring down that risk with barakat? Especially in the times that we are, and because we become so glued to the media, all the time the same things and negative news all the time, many a person starts panicking, but how am I going to survive? It's part of insan's nature that he becomes concerned about things. But, if the heart and mind is in the right place, then that will just be something far away on the side somewhere, that fine. There's inflation has really escalated and these prices have gone high and so on, it's there somewhere. But not to the point that it starts affecting a person's iman, starts affecting his yaqeen, his trust in Allah wa ta'ala, starts making him forget, na'udhu billah, that who is the provider? And he starts thinking that the provider is this person and that country and these things come from here and there, so if it doesn't come then I'm doomed. Where it came from to the, in the first place to wherever it came. 
it apparently is growing. One very pious person, Abu Asid, Rahimahullah, somebody asked him, perhaps there was some situation, asked him, how are you going to eat? Meaning, where are you going to get your sustenance from? Everything is so, I mean, difficult at the moment, where are you going to get your sustenance from? He said, Subhanallah, Subhanallah, Allah Ta'ala is feeding the dogs, he won't feed Abu, feed Abu Asid. That dog also gets his risk from where it gets it. Who feeds that dog? So if Allah Ta'ala is feeding that dog, will Allah not feed Abu Asir? So the yaqeen and the trust and tawakkul must be in Allah Ta'ala. Yes, insan will make his effort. But the issue right now is that what are those asbab and means that really bring down that risk and with barakat? So just to touch on a few things, there are many, many things. But these are the things that we need to really latch on to. Everything else is in its place within the limits of Sharia. But this is the essential thing. If we minus this from the equation, then we are just fooling ourselves that we are going to make any headway, progress anyway, acquire our risk with ease and afiyat, with barakat. It's not going to happen. There might be sometimes some quantity that might be seen, but whether there is barakat in it, that's another big issue. So among the most important things, some of these things which are mentioned in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith of Rasulullah Wasallam, these are just some few aspects that we will discuss right now. The very first aspect that we have to take on to very, very strongly is the prescription that Allah Ta'ala has given in the Quran Sharif, which is actually the all-encompassing prescription. وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا Allah Ta'ala mentions rizq right in this ayat of the Quran Sharif. The one who adopts taqwa. Now, this is what we keep hearing about all the time. Come Ramadan and Zul Hijjah and throughout the year. But to what extent do we really regard this as something important for us? Let alone the Akhirat. That is dependent on taqwa. Even dunya is dependent on taqwa. Akhirat, there is no way we can get anywhere without taqwa. But Allah Ta'ala has even hinged dunya that will come with afiyat and barakat on taqwa. The consciousness of Allah Ta'ala and the sum total of taqwa is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Refraining from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. So, Allah Ta'ala says, the one who adopts taqwa Yaj'allahu makhraja. Allah will grant him a way out of every difficulty. And وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ Allah will grant him risk from sources that he cannot imagine. There are so many incidents, there is no time to go into, into those incidents. Many, many incidents that are mentioned in the ahadith. person now is down and out, sahabi, and he really is in a very difficult situation and he has gone somewhere to relieve himself out of one small little some rat came out and he mouse came out he suddenly in that moment discovered it so now he got trapped in there so after a while another mouse came out saw what happened it assessed the situation it was mentioned in the hadith sharif and now, wondering what's going on here, then it realized that its companion is now trapped inside this little, whatever, container or something that has been placed on top of it. So it disappeared inside. Now it realized that this person sitting here has now done this. It went back and came with it in its mouth, one gold coin. It dropped it there. The person remained sitting, did nothing. Went away inside. After a while, came back with another one. Then came back with a third one. Whatever number it came back with eventually. And then finally came back with one small little empty like a bag. But now this is it. There's nothing more. So this person released it. And then he picked those coins and came to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Allah Ta'ala's risk for you. Allah Ta'ala's risk for you. This is taqwa Allah Ta'ala provides. Min haythu la yahtasib. Allah Ta'ala says, from sources you cannot imagine, because the provider is Allah Ta'ala. 
Allah is not dependent on a particular means. Allah is the creator of the means. So there's much detail in this, but just to go on to some of the other aspects that I mentioned. The second thing is salah. All this is already encompassed in taqwa, but there are certain things that are highlighted. The Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا That you command your family members also to perform their salah, and you also be very punctual and regular upon it. Not that we are just telling others and we are doing something else. So we have to be telling them also and be punctual upon salah ourselves. Now this is the command about salah. And immediately in the same ayat Allah Ta'ala then says, لا نسألك رزقا نحن نرزقك We don't ask you for risk. We are the ones who provide the risk for you. Mufassirin explained that this link this is giving the message that Salah brings risk. Allah Ta'ala is a provider. The means Allah Ta'ala has made Salah. So don't ever compromise Salah that as a result of Salah perhaps I'll lose out something. No, you can't lose out because of Salah. you lose out because of compromising Salah. So Salah is the means of bringing that risk. And one of the very important aspects is the Fajr Salah. All the five Salah, but in particular the Fajr Salah, among the aspects that is also mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, that Barakat has been placed in the, for my Ummah in the mornings. Now the person who wakes up for Fajr, so now he woke up for Fajr, and then now hopefully he will now get going with whatever his work is. On one occasion Rasulullah came, and the Fatima Radiallahu was, taking a nap after Fajr. So she says that Nabi with his leg, he shook me, maybe her foot. And he said, don't be neglectful of the time when Allah Ta'ala is distributing the rizq. Because the rizq is distributed in the morning. Ishhadi, be present at the time when Allah is distributing. Allah is the giver. Allah is a system for dunya nevertheless. And this is a dua Nabi Islam made. Allahumma barik li ummati fi bukuriha. Allah give my ummah barakah in their early morning. So now they, whatever work is done in the early morning, there's a lot of barakah in it. Some people say that's why I sleep that time. Maybe I get more barakah in my sleep. <laughs> but that's not the time for sleep. That's the time to now be engaging in what's going to really be beneficial for one. Even if it is the work of dunya. Earning was risk. So after Fajr Salah, the ideal is that till Ishraq, a person be engaged in some A'mal, some Ibadat, Tasbihat, Zikr, Tilawat. Then engage in Salatul Ishraq. And after Salatul Ishraq, fine, a person needs to now have their breakfast, whatever. But then get going with one's work of the day. That is the time when there is greatest barakat in the work of the day. Even if it is a dunya work, one's business, one's whatever other work. Nabi Islam's dua after all is in that time. Allahumma barik li ummati fi bukuriha. Allah grant my ummah barakah in their early morning. But now the early morning is spent in another alam, in another world. So we lose out on the barakat of that time. So in any case, salah, Five times daily salah with jama'ah, punctually. This is what brings barakat in that, brings a risk and brings barakat in that risk. The provider is Allah Ta'ala, the provider is nobody else. Nobody can provide, only Allah provides. And Allah has made the system of dunya. That Allah Ta'ala provides through these means. Then another very important aspect is istighfar, tawbah and istighfar. In the ayat of the Quran Sharif in Surah Nuh, Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala mentions, Istaghfiru Rabbakum innahu kana ghaffara. Hazrat Nuh said to his people, that you keep seeking Allah's forgiveness. Istaghfiru, keep seeking Allah's forgiveness. Allah is most forgiving. And when you will keep seeking Allah's forgiveness, what will be the effect of this? Yursil is sama'a alaykum midrara. Allah will send the rain down in abundance. وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالِ وَبَنِينَ وَيَدْعَلَّكُمْ جَنَّاتِ وَيَدْعَلَّكُمْ أَنْهَارًا 
Allah will then provide you wealth and offspring and Allah will cause all the good to flow for you. Istighfar. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Man lazimal istighfar. The one who holds fast onto istighfar. He makes istighfar like he's breathing. Throughout the day, every now and again when he has a chance, he's saying istighfar a few times, begging Allah's forgiveness. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah rabbi min kulli zambi wa atubu ilayhi. Which is a tasbih, which is a istighfar. The man lazim al istighfar, ja'al Allahu lahu min kulli hammin faraja. Allah Ta'ala will grant him relief out of every grief. Many people, mashallah, were in some very, very difficult circumstances. So they targeted, I'm going to make 100,000 istighfar. Mashallah, many people in this experience, they didn't yet fulfill the target and the problems all got solved. They were close to it, but before they even got to it. Now there isn't any particular Hadith Sharif that states the number of 100,000, but it came to a point that it got accepted, inshallah. So, man lazim al-istighfar, ja'alallahu lahu min kulli ham min faraja. Allah Ta'ala will grant him relief out of every grief. Will grant him a solution to every problem. And then the same thing we are discussing about. Allah will grant him risk from sources he cannot imagine. Allah is a provider. So a person mustn't fixate his heart to something in such a way that if this is not there, I'm doomed. No, fix the heart to Allah Ta'ala alone. Allah is a provider. Allah is providing through this, Allah can provide through anything. So, istighfar. Then another very, very important aspect, and just to understand this a little bit, among the aspects that have been mentioned as a means of drawing down rizq, is the aspect of sila rahmi. Joining family ties, family relationships. This is something generally taken for granted. Somebody who's very good with us, we're good with him. Otherwise, let him do as he pleases. I don't have to bother about this. This is a very, very emphasized aspect in Deen. We just passed the Mubarak days of Qurbani. And the great virtues of Qurbani we heard that on the day of Eid al-Adha on Yawm al-Nahar there is no amal more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than the slaughtering of the animals of Qurbani so in other words on that day any amal that was done whether somebody made one khatam of the Quran Sharif mashallah very good but the slaughtering of the animal of Qurbani was still more beloved to Allah Ta'ala somebody gave a million rand in charity very good but this is still more beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Like that we can think of any other amal. All in its place, all excellent. But this is the most beloved to Allah Ta'ala on that day. Yet in one hadith sharif there is one exception. In a tarheeb or tarheeb there is a riwayat. But there is one exception. Illa silat rahim Except the maintaining and joining of family ties. That a person on that day went out to mend some relationship. That on that day is even more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than the slaughtering of the animals also. Such a maqam this has. Highlighted on such an occasion. Now we are talking about rizq. So Rasulullah Salaam has mentioned, Man ahabba ayyub sata lahu fi rizqihi wa yunsa'a lahu fi atharihi fal yasil rahima. The one who wants his rizq to be expanded and he wants barakat in his life. Then he wants, if he wants this, the prescription is that he join family relationships. Fal yasil rahima. Subhanallah, there is one riwayat which is really astounding. When Nabi Salaam is reported to have said, that inna a'jalat ta'ati thawaban fid dunya silatur rahim. That the righteous action that has the quickest 
reward and the quickest compensation in dunya is the joining of family relationships. Then this doesn't finish off there. Meaning, a person does so many righteous things, sometimes he'll see the benefit of it in dunya sooner, sometimes later, sometimes not even in dunya, he'll see it in akhirat only. The barakat of it comes in dunya nevertheless, but the actual reward and the compensation of that he'll see in akhirat. Sometimes he'll come much later in dunya. But something that brings the benefit very, very quickly in dunya, there is nothing more quicker in bringing the benefit than the maintaining and joining of family relationships. Then further Nabi Islam says, Hatta inna ahla baytin kanu fajaratan. That sometimes it might happen that the people of some household might be actually sometimes a little far away from deen. Kanu fajaratan. They are unfortunately not very conscious of deen. But despite that, fatanmu amwaluhum wa taksuru adaduhum idha tawasalu. They also will get barakat in their risk and their numbers will increase, meaning there will be blessings in children, provided that they maintain family relationships. They'll get the benefit of dunya, they'll get. Akhirat, obviously, if they're far away from deen, they're in big trouble. Except Allah Ta'ala forgives. But the benefit of dunya will still come to them based on this. That despite the fact that they are far away from deen, which is a problem that's going to bring other problems for them, but in terms of risk, the risk will increase. And their offspring, there will be barakat in it. tawasalu When they have maintained family relationships. Now these are things sometimes taken for granted. Well, I'm performing my salah, alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah. I'm making tilawat of the Quran Sharif also, alhamdulillah. Excellent. Allah Ta'ala give barakat in it and give both of it for it. Likewise, all the various amal. But this is not something that we can neglect. Because this has its negative consequences if it's neglected. Like mentioned in one hadith sharif, لَا تَنْزِلُ الرَّحْمَةُ عَلَىٰ قَوْمٍ فِيهِ قَاطِعُ رَحِيمٍ أو كَمَا قَالُ That rahmat doesn't descend, Allah's mercies don't descend on a community wherein there's somebody who has broken family relationships. So the means of bringing down risk, like there are other means, this is a means mentioned in the hadith sharif. And sometimes we wonder, is this, you know, some kind of just imaginary thing. No, those who, mashallah, have done these things, they've experienced it. They will give you the incidents. How many people? That they took the step to try and do what was the right thing. Allah Ta'ala showed them. Allah Ta'ala showed them in dunya already. What's in the akhirat, inshallah, they'll still get, which is far beyond imagination. So this is another very, very important aspect, the aspect of joining and maintaining family relationships. And then just to finish off on one more, there's many, many aspects, but just to finish off on one, spending in the path of Allah Ta'ala, spending on others, giving sadaqah, whatever you spend, meaning in the cause of righteousness, spend on others, Spend on the needy, spend to alleviate somebody else's problem, to help somebody out in a moment of difficulty. Whatever you spend, Allah will replace it. And when Allah is replacing it, He's not going to replace 10 for 10. And our, whatever small spending, Allah will replace in how He, it behoves of Him. Allah is the best provider. So never ever to hold back from spending where we have the opportunity, whatever our capacity is. But in fact, there shouldn't be a day that passes without some sadaqah. Whether it is one ram. Sadaqah, apart from the fact that it brings risk, doesn't decrease anything. It brings risk. Sadaqah protects from calamities. And how much we are in need of this in this zamana? Sadaqah protects from calamities. Now if every person starts giving sadaqah, so we are creating this, building the shield above, over ourselves 
as a protection from all the bala and the difficulties and hardship. We are so weak in so many things, but with ikhlas, with sincerity, that sadaqa, as mentioned in Hadith Sharif, sadaqatu sir, tutfi o rab, that secret sadaqa, secret sadaqa. Person knows and Allah knows, nobody else knows. Between him and his rab. That becomes a means of protecting himself from the azab of Allah Ta'ala. Now so many things unfortunately we get caught up in which actually draws down the azab upon us. At least we have something to protect ourselves also. And Toba is tikhfar obviously we will make. So there are many many things that are mentioned besides this as well. This much for now we take to heart. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. He spoke about taqwa, about Toba and istighfar. The very important and fundamental aspect of salah, the constancy and punctuality on salah, or five daily salah, no compromise on that. And then the very important aspect of joining family ties, toba istighfar, joining family ties, spending in the cause of deen, is all the means by which Allah Ta'ala makes it easy for a person and puts barakat in that risk. Allah Ta'ala removes the difficulties and hardships. Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq that we become fully obedient to Allah Ta'ala, adopt that taqwa and also these amal. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes in the lunch. لا 
ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف المعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا إنك جامع الناس اليوم لا ريب فيه إن الله لا يخلف المعاد إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah Ilahu al-alameen, ya Allah, forgive us, ya Allah. Forgive all our major and minor sins, ya Allah. Forgive our families, ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahu al-alameen, ya Allah. Allah, despite all our sins, ya Allah. Despite the blatant, ya Allah, sins that we committed, ya Allah. Ya Allah, but you have been so gracious upon us, ya Allah. You have been so merciful, ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, you continue to show your ni'mats upon us, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you did not starve us, ya Allah. You did not blind us when we were looking at haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you did not make us deaf when we were listening to sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you did not make us dumb when we were talking evil, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, you still allow us to walk, Ya Allah. You allow us to use our hands, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, all this is purely your grace, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we were deserving of fire raining down upon us, Ya Allah. But Ya Allah, you still rain down your ni'mats upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are making tawbah, Ya Allah, today, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are ashamed of all the wrongs we have done, Ya Allah. Despite your countless favors, Ya Allah, we have been so sinful, Ya Allah. We have been so disobedient, Ya Allah. So disloyal, Ya Allah. So shameless, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, we are making tawbah in your house today, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are making a firm pledge, Ya Allah. That we will not go back to those sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we regret all the things we have done, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, our sins have held back the risk, Ya Allah. Our sins have become a barrier from the good, Ya Allah. Our sins have become a barrier from all the ni'mats, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, guide us in the entire ummah to those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us in the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from trying to do that which is, Ya Allah, haram in order to attain risk, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from bribery and corruption, Ya Allah. Save us from interest, Ya Allah. Save us from deception, Ya Allah. Save us from, Ya Allah, all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, give us a tawfiq of performing our five-time salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Qur'an Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to be forever in your remembrance, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep our hearts attached to you, Ya Allah. Keep our hearts attached to you, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of shukr, Ya Allah. Enable us to make shukr on all your bounties and ni'mats, Ya Allah. Enable us to live the reality of shukr, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, muspamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Those are in any financial difficulties, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are in debts, Ya Allah, make the debts get paid out with ease and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, whatever difficulties and hardships anybody is in, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, Ya Allah, fill their qabars with noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, at the time of our death, Ya Allah. Take us with la ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman-e-kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbatan nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us at a time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our qabars gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have asked us to make dua for them, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Allah, you are the know of each one's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's jayas needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us a tawfiq of silatul rahim, Ya Allah. Enable us to, Ya Allah, be the ones who 
join family ties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from being those who break family relationships, Ya Allah. Bilahul Alameen, give us the tawfiq of doing all that which bring down to your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us from things that, Ya Allah, become a barrier from the rahmat reaching us, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب